After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Over on the far side, Muzzin shot. Traffic in front, the rebound, scores! Alex Kerfoot tips it to the front of the net and hits the goal post, and then I think it deflects in off Murray's mask, and the Leafs have the lead, 2-1. to one. Ah, crisis averted. The two-game losing skid is now in the books. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, a 2-1 win here against the Ottawa Senators, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. To break it all down, many thanks to Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado for their hard work. Behind the scenes, the family day collapse scored. Now, just in memory, <laughs> is it not? Yes, that's right. We were all gathered as families to watch the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs 5-1 lead dissipate. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, different kind of game. Very slow off the start. We'll talk about it, uh, you know, uh, in depth, obviously, and hear from Sheldon Keefe and others. But, hey, they had to come up with the win. Freddie Anderson played really well. And I know Bruce Boudreaux is going to join us in a few minutes' time. Boy, that's the best thing as far as helping a coach or a team out. So they had a lot of positives. But we talked about this situational awareness being a key to the game. Way too many two-on-ones and some three-on-ones going the other way as well. So a little kind of helter-skelter at times. Yeah, certainly not a Picasso by any stretch, but again, the two points vital. Toronto now six points up on the Montreal Canadiens in the standing, so that's important to note too as we move forward and move along here in this uh, peculiar 2021 NHL season. Again, if you're just tuning in, went 2-1 win here for the Maple Leafs back on track in the win column. Uh, Alex Kerfoot, the game-winning goal, but I thought both goals for Toronto in this game, some hard work by uh, some bigger type players in this team. The first one, Mitch Marner doing Yeoman's work to keep the puck in. And and the second one, Joe Thornton was all over the puck tonight, Gord. And Nick, that's what I like about this kind of game, those kind of goals that we know they Reason. usually, yeah, usually do highlight real goals. And in both cases, those players did not get an assist. And Mitch Marner, you're right. He he did the greasy stuff against the boards, coming up with the puck, pass to Muzzin, over to Hall, nice place from Hall. And then Austin Matthews wires it. And then the Kerfoot goal, which... He's lucky. He had a tough shot, so he was he was shooting, and it wasn't going to go in, but it hit the goaltender in the mask and then went in. But it's Joe Thornton who was kind of doing that offensive lineman, taking out two players uh, that way. He did not get an assist, but the traffic and his big body certainly set up that that goal. So it was, you know, finding ways to win, and there's games the Leafs will win by their skill and their panache and all that. And I thought uh, tonight was some good old-fashioned digging coming up and, and trying, to, trying to take advantage of those few valuable chances they got. Can you remind me how old Joe Thornton is? Joe Thornton is, uh, what is he? 40, uh, for, I'm trying to remember, it was 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. I just remember he was the second oldest to score a goal. Alan Stanley was the oldest. Remember all those records? And then all of a sudden, Wayne Simmons started taking those records, and he's a few younger, few years younger than Joe Thornton that way because uh, we forget with Thornton being out for 10 games, he kind of disappeared for a little bit. 41 is the magical answer, as you know. But the ice time is why I brought the question up. You know, he played 19 minutes tonight, and and understandably so. Like, he was really good, I thought, the other night, one and one. I thought he was really good again tonight, which is great news for this team. Well, what happened tonight was, Sheldon Keefe, to your point, about part of being a bench coach and a bench coaching staff is figuring out who's going, who's not going. So he was playing wing on the big line with Marner and Matthews, and then he was playing a little bit uh, other times, too. He played center a little bit. And really moved him around, so put him out in all kinds of critical situations. And Joe Bowen made the comment he thought he thought Thornton's playing better than he did before he got injured. It's only the second came back since he missed ten games due to injury. But uh, 
Uh, you know, so two games does not a season make. I thought he was playing okay before as well, but it's nice because that's one of the things you worry about. Guy 30-plus you worry about, a guy 40-plus about coming back from injuries, and quite often that takes a lot more out of them than the person, the player who's 23, 24 years old. Really, really impressive. Suffice to say, again, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. The Maple Leafs winning it 2-1 here, the final at Scotiabank Arena. As uh, as Gord brought up, uh, Gabby Boudreaux is coming up in mere moments to break it all down. Took in this game tonight. The Leafs back in the win column, but certainly noticed that. And again, Frederick Anderson... 27 saves and we really can't do a broadcast this season without mentioning the name Austin Matthews 14 and 16 an unofficial 14 game point streak at that on pace for 48 goals this year Gord yeah and again the unofficial is because he missed one game due to injury during the course of it so that kind of takes it away as far as an official record but yeah he decided uh, I wish the season played out last year so he could have taken Ovi to the wire and Pasternak in the Rocket Richard competition so he's going to get right at it right again what did you think of the second line tonight they played a bit better. I thought they played better. You know, I mean, I think I think the the, the uh, spotlight was totally on them. About uh, was it from yeah, <laughs> to say the least, as it happens with Leaf Nation about after a game like Monday. So yeah, I thought, I mean, John Tavares had a phenomenal chance. I mean, that mm. would have been a great highlight reel goal to beat Good Branson and then slide it in on the Ooh. back end. And there were some other opportunities though. So um, you know, like I said, it wasn't a great game by the Toronto Maple Leafs. But if you were looking at you know, kind of pile on about that line. Uh, no, this wasn't the night you're going to do it. 1946 for Nylander, two shots on goal. 1847 for the captain, John Tavares, four shots on goal. Part of this 2-1 win. So happy to bring in now Gabby Boudreaux. Uh, Bruce, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, what did you think of this 2-1 victory for the Maple Leafs tonight? Well, I think it was a lot harder than anybody uh, <laughs> anticipated it would be. And, um, you know, I think people forgot to tell uh, Ottawa when you're reading the Toronto papers or listening to the Toronto uh, radio stations, that they were mad and they, you know, they blew the lead the last game and they're going to come out with a vengeance. And I think Ottawa read that stuff too and said, you know, we played a pretty good game in the third period. So um, uh, they they played a solid game tonight. It was really difficult for the Leafs, I thought. Yeah, and and you've coached all different kinds of teams, but some that are really good teams. And we make this assumption, yeah, they'll bounce back after a game like the other day. But what are the challenges coaching in that way that maybe it's not that simple? Because like you mentioned, it gave, it gave Ottawa some jam, some confidence. Yeah, I mean, actually, and the Leafs came out hard. I mean, but Ottawa, I thought, uh, had a great game plan at the beginning. And um, it it's um, they weren't allowing the long passes and they were controlling the neutral zone and turning it over in the neutral zone. And when you do that, you don't give the other team second and third shots. I think uh, Toronto eventually wore, wore them down. And in the, the last half of the, the game, mainly the third period, they were making Ottawa turn pucks over in their own zone and they were getting second and third opportunities. And I think that's how they scored their goal. But um, overall, uh, I thought, Ottawa, you know, everybody hates losing. They're going to be, uh, and they won't tell the players that it was a good effort, uh, but we lost. But when the coaches get together, they'll be saying, hey, listen, we we play like that. We're going to win a lot of games. And Toronto's sitting there and I think saying, hey, listen, we need um, we need to get some some more uh, uh, offense from different, guy, different guys uh, every night. And uh, uh, they're going to have to balance up the scoring a little bit more, I think, when they start – getting into the end of the season more and start playing the really um, uh, uh, good teams, uh, the, the Montreal's all the time and the Calgary's and 
and uh, and so forth. So I mean, um, I think it's uh, I think it, it was a wake up call even tonight for the Leafs, and I think they I think they'll get better by playing the game they did tonight. Chatting with Bruce Boudreaux. It does. And uh, chatting with Bruce Boudreaux, a 2-1 win here for the Maple Leafs, Leafs Nation postgame. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Uh, you know, you've been through plenty of NHL games, no doubt about that, as a player and a head coach. Uh, games like the other night where it was just an epic collapse. Uh, you know, what went down in the 48 hours uh, until the next game? Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not something you're going to sit here and yell at the players. I mean, they all know what happened. I mean, uh, hockey players sometimes aren't the brightest guys, but we're not stupid. Like, I mean, uh, they knew uh, everywhere they went in the city, they heard about it. Everything, they, every time they turned on the TV and the radio, they heard about it. So, I mean, uh, they, they just knew that this was an aberration. It hadn't happened before, and we were going to make a point that it didn't doesn't happen again. Listen, I mean, we could say what we want the They've only lost three games in 17 in regulation. They've been playing pretty good, and every every now and again you have a malfunction, and and, and you just got to reset it and, and go back and play the way that you're you're capable of playing. And I think they they did that for the most part tonight, especially the last half of the game. So I mean, uh, I I think they're fine. And the thing that makes you a much better coach is getting excellent goaltending. Certainly, Freddie had that tonight. There are a lot of two on ones and some three on ones. Again, I counted uh, five odd man rushes in the first uh, half of the game, and uh, uh, the, boy, you you can't do that. Freddie was there, and he did a great job. And he was calm in the net. He was moving from side to side, you know, in control. He wasn't he wasn't flailing away. And when Freddie's like that, he's really difficult to beat. And obviously, the goal that beat him, uh, first of all, I think Austin Matthews put it in, but. Uh, uh, Secondly, that that's a really tough play, and I mean it was a perfect tip, and uh, and it went in the net. Otherwise, he was perfect uh, the whole game. Gabby, I've checked out like four or five different publications. Can't get a read on how much the ice time was for Joe Thornton. So we'll say between 19 and 20 minutes. But uh, plus two in this game, I thought he was really good, and he's 41 years of age. What did you make of Jumbo tonight? Yeah, I thought he was good too, and and I I looked at the the uh, ice times with about four minutes to go where he had 19 minutes. And then I think the next shift Spezza came on for him. Uh, um, but I, I think, you know, <laughs> uh, Sheldon might've said, Holy geez, I'm playing this 41 year old an awful lot. I got to give him a break for a second, but he, he did a really good job. I mean, it was unfortunate. I mean, uh, the two goals that were called back were definitely callback goals, but I mean, uh, he's all around the net. I think he calms that line down a bit. Um, uh, and I, you know, I mean, uh, uh, but uh, he's his first two games back. He's done a great job. I mean, uh, I'll be quite honest, a lot better than when they signed him in the summer. That I thought he was going to be uh, after playing against him. And as great as he is, I just thought he was slowing down. And and he's gone onto that first line, uh, first line, embraced it, and played extremely well. So I mean, uh, up to now, I think it's a great call by Dubis to to sign him. And, and Bruce, you certainly are well aware when you played here about the media scrutiny attention you get in Toronto. So uh, Leaf Nation, one loss like the other night. You point out they only have three losses all year. But So I know you don't get to watch all the games. You watch a lot of hockey. 
So the criticism on John Tavares and William Nylander, um, was it, is, is it warranted to a degree or is it Leaf Nation panicking? And what did you think of that second line tonight? I thought it, I, I, I think it's Leaf Nation panicking. I mean, uh, you look at John, he could have scored four goals tonight um, very easily. And you could see he was frustrated, especially the one in the third period where he had two chances right in front of the net after the tip that he thought went in. And he had started to raise his hand, but I mean, he had the breakaway in the first period. He had another golden opportunity from the the slot that hit him in the shoulder in the second period. Um, those things are eventually going to go in for him. Um, he's not used to it because it hasn't happened too much in his career. But um, I'm sure in the island, he would never was front page news either uh, when he when he had a, an off night like he did the night before. As for Nylander, you know what? Um, I didn't see much of him tonight. Like, I mean, I, I think sometimes when he's playing perimeter hockey, he's not successful. But when he gets in inside the D and he, and he goes to the net and, and he focuses on shooting the puck rather than, than trying to make a really cute play, and maybe he's trying to set, set up John because he thinks John's not, uh, uh, you know, is struggling. I, I don't think he's as, as, as useful. And that, knowing uh, – Knowing his family, um, after having Michael, I mean, they're going to work hard tomorrow. They're going to, uh, th- I mean, I'm talking Nylander now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will he will be hard on himself, but at the same time, I think he's, again, another one of those guys that will be fine. I know he hasn't scored in a few games now, or I think it's seven or eight games. and and uh, But once he, he's one of those streak scorers where he's going to score six goals in four games, and then he'll be back to normal, and then he'll go in a little drought again, and then he'll have he'll get streaky again. That's what those streak uh, streaky goal scorers do. Yeah, it's pretty much the start he had to this season with Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you have Galchenyuk last year in Minnesota? Uh, for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, um, what What did you yeah. make of that pickup for the Leafs? Well, I was a little surprised. I, you know, uh, it wasn't a question of I was surprised, but I was more when it happened. Uh, thinking like Alex is a good guy and uh, uh, just thinking, Oh, that poor guy, you know, like, I mean, this is seven teams in seven years or something. And, and he didn't really play a lot in Ottawa. And then um, you knew he was going to get traded because Carolina uh, told him not to, not to come to Carolina for 24 hours. So you knew something was in the works, but that being said, I think, the Leafs, I mean, if you look at it, Jimmy Vesey, other than killing penalties, isn't creating much offensively. And I think they're looking, <clears throat> excuse me, at depth that there are some nights that they can put uh, Alex in and he's going to do the job. And uh, um, and it might make uh, uh, Jimmy a little better, even though he works hard. Every time I watch him out there, he's skating really hard and he's working hard. He's not getting a lot accomplished. And if Spez is going to be his center passing to the left side and Delchenyuk is playing the left side. I mean, he's got a rocket of a shot and uh, it might add some offense to that fourth line. Now, Bruce, uh, we've seen a lot with Tatar. Uh, we saw uh, Konechny was a healthy scratch. We've seen Mantha, like a lot of that this year. I'm curious, um, did you ever do that? Like, uh, like the bigger names that you made healthy scratches or media names as well. And, and afterwards, was it more effective or sometimes did you kind of wonder? Um, you know, it, it's, it has a modicum of success. I, uh, 
Well, when we were in Toronto last year, uh, I sat out Fiala, and uh, uh, he was coming to me in the pregame skate, and he says, Coach, I want to play. And I said, yeah, I want you to play too, just not the way you've been playing. Um, and, you know, I mean, it took I, – I sat him out twice, but it sometimes it takes that tough love with some of these some of these guys and to get them to understand what you want them to do. I mean, I think with the older players, I, I you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily do that. But uh, uh, then again, I sat out Timu Solani one night and uh, – uh, I didn't really feel very good about myself doing it, but uh, um, sometimes as a coach, you just make the decisions on the moment that you think is going to help A, the player, or B, the team. Because you just want to put the lineup out every night that you think is going to win, and sometimes uh, uh, sometimes your best players aren't, or not your best players, but some of your best-known players uh, are struggling, and, and they need a break sometimes. I mean, we tell the younger guys all the time that, you know what, it's not bad to watch a game from the stands and then you could see maybe what, what's going on, what you're doing wrong to get back in the lineup. So, I mean, um, I, I, you know, I, it can go either way, but it's not a, it's, it's not a 100% um, way to make your player better. And at the, at sometimes it's a 100% way to get your coach fired. So, I mean, it's a, it's a tough call on that one. Uh, Bruce, just last time, I'm not going to ask you how many inches or centimeters of snow <laughs> you're shoveling in Hershey, Pennsylvania. How about your old stomping? But how about Dallas? You're there two years. Uh, Roger Nielsen, the Hall of Fame coach, one year. Future general manager, Jerry McNamara, the other. You got, uh, what, what GM Michael Connell. You got Randy Carlisle, Ron Wilson, other NHL coaches like yourself to play it on those Dallas Blackhawk teams. They're going to cancel a third game tomorrow. I mean, this must be incredible having snow in Dallas. It, you know what? It is incredible, but I'll bet you the the sale of chains for tires has gone up uh, more than anything in the world because they don't know how to drive down there in any any little bit of snow. And as soon as there's some snow, and usually it doesn't even stay on the, on the ground, but they go out and they get the tires, uh, chains, they wrap them around the tires, and you see sparks flying all over the place when you drive. So uh, it's, uh, uh, they're not very good at it, but... Uh, I think I told you a story one time they had snow in uh, uh, we were playing in, in Oklahoma City, which is an hour and a half drive from Dallas. And the bus started to slide on the road. So the bus driver didn't want to drive it anymore because he thought it was too icy. So the cops came and they ended up shooting under the tire to try to get the, uh, the ice melted. And they're, they're shooting guns in the middle of the road. They have absolutely no idea how to... Uh, how to handle themselves when when, when there's uh, uh, snow on the ground down south. I mean, it's, we'd get in the car and we'd say, hey, we're Canadians. We can do this. This is no problem at all. But down there, the southerners, they don't they don't get it very well when it comes to snow on the snow on the on the ground. Bruce, you're the absolute best. I love the intricate detail there and I uh, can't wait to see you once again back in the game. Appreciate this tonight. All right. It was my pleasure, guys. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. There's uh, there's Bruce Boudreaux. I can't wait to see him back. He's just a tremendous quote and the detail and the breakdown from everything from Galchenik to that right there, Gordo. Well, and w- when he joins us as well, not just his personality, but you hear the student of the game yeah. about, about that he that. has it. Yeah, yeah. And that, but also, like those kind of stories about like the, the police officers are trying to help there. But they decide, okay, we're just going to try to shoot the ice off. Because where was it in Chicago they lit the railway tracks? 
Remember that they just was it last year? There's a deep freeze so. in the Chicago area, and someone said, "Yeah, let's just set it on fire, whatever." So anyway, they got some of those great stories in the pre-social media world yeah. where there's no there's no phones and no pictures. It is all about perspective for sure. We laugh at here in Canada, but it's uh, all different, especially in somewhere like that. I saw Athens got snow today in Greece. Wow, the Acropolis, like it, wow. It's, it's just weird, weird things that happen in this world. Even in 2021, you're like, wow, what in the world's going on? But we appreciate the time from Boost Brujo tonight. The Maple Leafs win it 2 on the final. Alex Kerfoot, the winner. Austin Matthews now is 14-16. and 16. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga with the break. Just getting started here on the show. Uh, some post-game thoughts coming your way as well as we roll on here. Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet. 5-9 the fan. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Great hand-eye coordination. Here's a chance for Hall to close in. Didn't shoot it. Then he scores! He fed it over to Austin Matthews. And that quick one-timer beats Murray. It's 1-0 Toronto. And to think Austin Matthews was uh, debating shaving off his mustache in the offseason if he re- met his goal in uh, November. And thankfully he didn't because he's on fire with that muzzy 14 and 16 unofficial 14 game point streak. Part of a 2-1 win here for the victory. Uh, a victory, excuse me, for the Maple Leafs over the Ottawa Senators. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame. Sportsnet 5-9 in the fan at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Still to come, Sheldon Keefe and others back on the winning note here tonight, and certainly I think we've all forgotten already about Monday Night Court. Yeah, and, you know, decades ago, the New York Rangers had a line. I'm trying to think of all three that made it to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Certainly the Rangers Hall of Fame, John Rattel did, Vic Hadfield, Rod Gilbert. And their nickname was the gag line, the goal, a game line, which was weird back then because you kept saying, wait, there's, you know, like 80 games. These guys score at least 90 goals. But Austin Matthews is the goal, a game player, basically right now. And, oh. and and Joe Joe and Jim have just been killing it in the broadcast. But yeah. he had a line. He just said, he's he's shooting it so quickly, I'm not even getting his name out. <laughs> so And that was one of those tonight, the pass from Justin Hall. And it is, boy, it, it's it's quicker than Brett Hall used to do. I, and he, and he's, he is there like a hockey assassin. He is just right there. He's right there. And it's like the movie Jaws, whatever, just everything there. And you, you know what's coming. And if they can get it to him, uh, he may fire wide. You may have an outside chance of saving it, but nobody is going to do that play better in the NHL uh, right now than him, maybe Ovi. You're right. And, and remarkably enough, the thing that has impressed me the most, among other things for Austin Matthews, is not even his shot, which is you know incredible considering how electric it's been, the one-timer specifically, but how light he's playing and, and his speed is at the forefront. Like, he's blowing by people routinely this year. Not yeah. to say he wasn't before, but I've really noticed a difference in his skating. Yeah, well, a, a, a guy to go home, and, and, and you know, I, I kind of, you know, use that in, in the Fear Toronto Blue Jays fan, which I am, but you you wish that was Vladdy Guerrero Jr. coming to camp. Okay, Unlikely, with, Gordon. Well, very unlikely, but with that kind of attitude. Like, all of a sudden, the guy goes, and more Matthews. Vladdy showed glimpses, but Austin Matthews deciding... You know, rookie of the year, last year battling for the uh, Rocket Richard Trophy for top goal scorer. Okay, what can I do in the offseason to make myself a better player? And he gets himself in leaner, meaner. He's, a, I say, better, well, I guess better defensive player, incrementally improving each time, a little more physical, uh, a little more in the greasy area. And you go, like, wow. I mean, that that's why he could win, and he's got a great chance of winning a Hart Trophy somewhere down the road. I wonder how they cover Austin Matthews in the Ottawa 
media market because we we think Tyler Toffoli and Jacob Markstrom are owning the Vancouver Canucks. It's absolute torture what Austin Matthews has been doing <laughs> to the Ottawa Senators in his career, and it started in the first game, as we know. Yeah, and you're right. The other guys, it's a small sample just this year, but you know what impressed me about the first game? Because people forget this. They don't forget he scored four, sco- four goals in his first ever game, but again, Ottawa came back and won that game in overtime. But Austin Matthews was a story. His first career NHL game, he's been interviewed after on Hockey Night in Canada. And the thing he points out was he was at fault for the overtime goal against. So already as a 19-year-old kid, first NHL game, and he's out there just saying, yeah, I got four goals, but you know what? As a team, we didn't win the game. And uh, I, in overtime, am responsible for that goal, even though I scored four. And those are the stories written about in books 20 years after the fact about how great said player was, right? Yeah, and here's another little quirky little question. Uh, you would uh, is about Austin Matthews will be a rare Toronto Maple Leaf player whose first game ever on home ice was with the Young Guns in that World Cup. Like he was That's part right. of yeah, they were playing at Air Canada Center. It was called that back then, and they were two of the best, like uh, the greatest games I'd seen. They were phenomenal. I was so disappointed. I remember I walked out once. We're doing post game, and I run into Seth Jones and some guys, and I just kind of go like, "Hey, I'm not hanging with them." They're buddy, just, buddy, let's and, go for a beer. And I just I, I said. Do you guys know what kind of great game this was? Like, you know, do you guys say, and it, it kind of like, you know, they had an appreciation, not a, but just like, I really meant it. We see so many games that were, you know, we're, we're a little impervious to like something way off the charts. And that, and that was, and, and he was a, he was a big part of it uh, with the young guns and Connor McDavid and all those guys. It was great. I shouldn't say this because I'm Canadian, but I, I can't wait to see team USA at the Olympics and Austin Matthews starring for team USA. And let's hope, you know, the, the NHL players get to the Olympics there. Well, how about our guy, Mitch Marner for yeah. team Canada it's, as well? It's going to be unbelievable. Maybe, and Morgan Riley for team Canada. No, I, I I'm with you. I'm with you about that. And, and uh, team USA, team Canada, and just in general, the Olympics. And uh, again, we, there's a lot. There's a lot of ground still to cover. Mm. We seem to be making headway. Um, another that seems to too. be perceptive. Well, yeah. Well, the summer one's a whole different one. Yeah. yeah the summer one. The the field hockey in the summer one. I'm a little bit more in doubt than the ice hockey next year. Any 40 goal scores in the field hockey ranks <laughs> that we know about? Uh, I wanted to talk about Jake Muzzin too because it was a nice little slip in the broadcast tonight. Two assists, 11 points. He's actually one point behind Morgan Riley. One in 10 to start the year for Muzzin. Yeah, just as advertised. Yeah, as advertised. What when they acquired her from Los Angeles? Nobody trades away. Well, I guess except Seth Jones, <laughs> he got traded. But nobody uh, generally there trades a theme away there in Columbus. Yes, weird. Yeah. Well, there's a well. It's a good one for them. There's a theme in Nashville, unfortunately, the other way. But but <laughs> uh, nobody trades away Norris Trophy candidate defenseman to say the least. So in Jake Muzzin, you, you knew what you were getting, and it's a good contract re up that way that. You needed his steadiness, and of course, when he, he they missed him when he got hurt in the bubble. But again, that's a problem with the team. If you miss somebody that much, that then you're not you got to. That's where you got to get to the next level. That those kind of injuries are part of the game. But uh, he's had a he's got a different kind of steadiness, right? Like Morgan Riley's got more panache, you know, more speed, more skill. But Jake Muzzin, and then you throw in T.J. Brody in the mix about things, and you, you've you've got a good element of just. Being able to Relax. breathe a little bit. Yeah, you're right. And again, there is that experience for Jake Muzzin, no doubt about that. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here in Leafs Nation. Post game, a 2-1 win here against the Ottawa Senators. Back on the winning note. Is uh, Miko Lettinen still a Maple Leaf? Uh, Miko who? When's the last time we saw Miko Lettinen? Isn't like, he just... rooming with Rasmus Sandin and Martin Marinson? Well, Sandin got hurt today, yeah. right? Yeah. Or hurt the last time he played. You, you, you know, like the other day, didn't Connor McDavid left the ice during the day? You remember yeah. that? Yeah, geez, I thought, anyway, he's fine. I know he's not in the Leafs, ladies and gentlemen. I do know that. But anyway, uh, Rasmus Sandin, hurt or not hurt, just about those kind of guys on the periphery. You, hey, you're going to need them at some point. Yeah. You're also going to need them in moving ahead and trying to develop, and you're going to run into cap issues and 
what have you. So uh, I, it's been easier for Sheldon Keefe to try to keep a rotation in the forwards part because they had some injuries that way and uh, and that. But I know he wants to try to. Yeah. I know he wants to try to rotate them in. Yeah, and I think the reason why I asked that again was calculated. I, I think Lettinen will get into the lineup tomorrow night. And if you're an NHL odds maker, uh, gambling odds maker, what's your over-under set at uh, Michael Hutchinson and Marcus Hogberg playing uh, in between the pipes? I, 15 and a half? I would say something like that. The the other, <laughs> But the other part about Lettinen, Nick, is yeah. he's a one-year contract and he's a UFA. So if, he, if he's not happy with how much he do, how much he plays, or more importantly, how much he doesn't play, then he's free to go somewhere else. Does not mean he'll be getting multi-billion dollar offers from other teams, but just, you know, that's a consideration. He chose to come to Toronto as a UFA. Uh, Rasmus Sandin is still like an entry-level type guy or a restricted free agent. They can control him for a bit, but they have to keep that in mind about Lettinen that he can't come here. Then at the end said, guys, they played 12 games. That that really uh, didn't do it for me. So I'm not going to make a lot of money somewhere else, but I'm going to go somewhere else. I heard he has a Kraken tattoo. Well, well, very unlikely. Well, you know what? There's exactly those little kind of things that the Seattle Kraken gets a chance to pick up, and they got a whole lot of cap money right now. They're at zero. Nobody else has a whole lot of cap money because they're uh, not where they were budgeted as of last March 10th. And again, as we move forward in this season, that's an excellent point. It's something we have to have in the periphery is the expansion draft and how that'll play focus on every NHL team, including the Toronto Maple Leafs, right, and who they protect and who they they give up at least for Seattle to potentially take, right? Yeah. Well, just we saw Brandon Leipzig the other day did something and try to remember what he did, but he got a point somewhere. Good anyway, for him. yeah, but nice. that was the guy the Leafs gave up. They did not do one of George McPhee's traits, and they Big just said no. Room guy, I heard Brandon. Leipzig. Yeah, well, and they just said you take one of our players, and they did, and that's about as a team that got least affected. Some just got. Yeah, you're right. Some just got like skewered <laughs> by the Vegas Golden Knights in that. So Shea Theodore. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the, but the other part is you take you you take Shea Theodore and someone else so we can protect Gord Stellick or Nick Alberger or somebody that for everyone's Stoner's forgotten contract, about. Clayton Stoner's contract. Okay, there right? you go. Yeah, just it's, just all like like he went five for five with those deals. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. It, it really is puzzling, and again, hindsight is twenty twenty, but certainly something we're going to cl- monitor closely over the next couple months as the Seattle Kraken. Um, enter the NHL. But again, uh, great news all around for the Maple Leafs. It wasn't pretty, but I think sometimes it's the precursor to a breakout. And again, uh, all eyes not to look past tomorrow night in that game again with the Ottawa Senators. But, uh, you know, a big chunk of the focus will be on games against teams you're going to be vying for playoff positioning with. They have Montreal on Saturday night again. Yeah, quick note, because who thought yeah. Vegas was going to be vying for a Stanley Cup? But they're the one team that does not have to let a player uh, expose a player. Uh, because they spend so much money, they'll be able to keep everybody. So that means arguably they'll still have like their eighth or ninth best player next year that every other team's given up. Yeah, the the I don't know what you would have called it last. The urgency would have been a bit too strong had the Leafs lost tonight, had they lost in regulation. Uh, but yeah, it, it takes away whatever you want to call it tomorrow about having to get a win. You cannot having the audacity to have, allow the Ottawa Senators to beat you. And tonight would have had probably would have been an overtime or shootout as well if it were to ha- be that way but on two consecutive occasions. So let's, you know what? And like, I'm really happy the Ottawa senators are getting some results for playing well, getting some goals and had the win against Winnipeg and the fight they had the other night. And I really want Michael Hutchison to have a good effort, mm-hmm. quality guy, local guy would love to be, you know, a decent backup or goaltending depth for the Toronto Maple Leafs and just got off on the wrong foot and never got, was able to write it here 
And uh, let's see what happens tomorrow, especially with no crowd. It's funny you bring that up, too, um, because our, our faithful listeners were, were saying that, hey, if, if the Leafs lose tonight, we want you to open up the phone lines, which is our favorite here on Leafs Nation postgame. <laughs> By the way, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe momentarily. Uh, I don't, what do you make of this? He, he won't reveal who's starting in goal, but um, Anderson's made 10 consecutive starts. You need to rest the guy. <laughs> Why well, wouldn't you just like, I don't understand this day and age. So we've talked off air about this and I, I I've made no secret that I enjoy a little gambling here and there. I mean, it is progressive. It is 2021. If the NHL wants to go all steps in the door on gambling, how could you allow coaches to, and the Islanders are a perfect example. You don't know who's starting for that team until 30 minutes before when they hit the ice for pregame. Well, they're talking about that, that that'll, it doesn't mean the night before, like now. So Sheldon Keefe, whatever they put in, and I'm sure they're going to put something in because you're right. The NFL is the first one that did the nudge, nudge, wink, wink thing decades ago, even though they said they didn't, but then they made it clear you had to declare injuries. So that was kind of hand in hand with people that were betting. They wanted to make sure they made it as, uh, uh, you know, upfront as possible. So I agree with you. I don't, our, our son, Justin, he agrees with you. You can tell when he's watching a game that he's got a wager on versus not. Uh, so, yeah, I think certainly if they're – and they are going to go – it is a partnership thing, so you're 100% right. I, I just don't comprehend, you know, from a mental point of view, and I'm not saying Michael Hutchison is on social media. Just tell the kid, hey, we're going with you. Let's let's get it. Like, you need to you need to filter in some backup starts. I don't care who it is. It could be David Ayers for all that matters. You need to ra- you need to make sure Freddie Anderson's good to go. Now, do I have a question? So are we getting Sheldon Kiefer? Are we having Zoom call issues again? We're getting to that point. We're going to hit the break, and okay. we're going to come back. But and... do we need, like, our carrier to go down there and upgrade their Zoom call <laughs> there or something? There have been some like, issues. Like, you know, because uh, <laughs> uh, seriously, like, I've had more Zoom calls than I, I ever want, okay? But they're carrying on. And I can I can hook the Leafs up with somebody that that could do that if we're having issues getting the Zoom calls. Gord Stelic knows the guy. Just know that. We'll hit the break and hopefully Sheldon Keefe and others still to come. A 2-1 win here for the Maple Leafs against the Ottawa Senators. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Pass on the right wing to Chuck, won't get to it. Cleared out over the line, offside, and the horn ends the game. The sky is no longer falling in Toronto. Yes, a 2-1 victory for the Maple Leafs on this Wednesday night. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Austin Matthews, ho-hum, another goal, 14-16. and 16. An unofficial 14-game point streak for this man, Austin Matthews. First up, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Austin, after uh, last last game, how did you like your, your team's response tonight? I really liked our second and third period. Um, I thought they came out and, um, you know, they, they didn't play the same way they did last game. I mean, we had a lot of space. We were, um, you know, flying through the neutral zone and the offensive zone, stuff like that came uh, – came pretty easily to us and uh, today they did a much better job um, you know, of playing the way they, they really typically play, which is just clogging stuff up and making it difficult on you. So I thought that first period they did a good job, but uh, we responded well in that second and, uh, and third and um, you know, big goal by footer there at the end to, uh, to put us up one and uh, you know, just uh, good by everybody just uh, taking care of the puck there in that last five, six minutes. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto star. Go ahead, Kevin. 
Hey, Austin, uh, Joe Thornton had an interesting night tonight. What did you guys think of not just one, but two goals called back and uh, just his game and that those two moments? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about those two. I mean, uh, first one, just fighting for the puck. Uh, I mean, I understand. And then the second one, high stick. So, um, you know, once we scored there uh, right after the high stick, um, you know, the boys are saying the, the puck don't lie. So, um yeah, he's he's been all over it uh, in these two games. He's been back. I mean, he looks completely normal. Um, you know, he's playing well. He's making plays. Just doing the things that he does, and uh, he's he's super easy to play with. So, next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, Austin. Obviously, uh, start is one thing, but just a, a comment on on Freddie. Uh, Ten saves in the first period. That you guys found your legs a bit tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's just so composed in there. Um, all the time and um, you know tonight especially early on when you know we needed some saves he made some big saves for us and uh, kept it a zero zero game so um, that's just you know he does that on a nightly basis for us and um, you know we uh, we we got to be better in front of him especially after that last game um, you know breakaways um, you know just easy easy plays that, that we can clean up and fix but um, you know tonight he made some really big saves for us last two here we'll go to Jonas Siegel the athletic go ahead Jonas Hey, Austin, I'm wondering how you think the one-timer has opened up some different opportunities for you. Um, yeah, just uh, being able to shoot off both sides, I guess, being a bit of a dual threat, um, you know, being able to catch and shoot on the on the strong side and then off side on the one-timer, just being able to get those pucks off. So um, I was really hoping uh, Holler was going to pass that, um, you know, especially after that game he had in Montreal. I really thought he was going to, He's going to let one rip again, but, um, you know, really nice play by him and, um, you know, good patience, showed some deception and, uh, you know, the goalie obviously had to respect him, uh, him coming down the middle and he made a really nice pass. And Gord, if you look up the word fire in the dictionary, you find a picture of Austin Matthews, right? <laughs> no, you absolutely will. He would absolutely fire and effective and that look in his eye and, uh, yeah, right now a goal a game anyway for Austin Matthews. Money in the bank, uh, no doubt about that. The Maple Leafs win at 2-1. We'll take our final break on the night. Other side, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, a 2-1 win here for the Maple Leafs against the Ottawa Senators. Nick Alberga joined alongside Gord Stelic. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Blue and white at night. We this is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, we're less than 10 minutes away from Sportsnet tonight with Brent Gunning and Andy McNamara here on Sportsnet 590. The fan, in case you missed the news earlier tonight, the Blue Jays will start the season in Dunedin. All that and more is coming up in mere moments. For now, we wrap up Leafs Nation postgame. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you. A 2-1 victory against the Ottawa Senators. We hear now from Sheldon Keefe. Hey, Sheldon, let's get your thoughts on uh, on Fred. Not necessarily keeping you guys in the first three, but doing his job as your guys found your, their legs in the second, and then on top of that, will he finally get a rest tomorrow night? Fred was really solid today. Lots of activity in and around him. Uh, lots of traffic, a lot of pucks flying around. Uh, so I thought he, he definitely handled it well. Um, did his job and gave us a chance to win. Uh, as for tomorrow, uh, with both him and the goaltending position and, and a lot of other uh, uh you know, situations with our team, we're gonna we're gonna give it the night and uh, make some decisions tomorrow. Some of them likely won't be till game time. Next up, we'll go to Kristen Chilton, TSN. Go ahead, Kristen. 
Sheldon, what did you like about the team's overall bounce back after uh, Monday's loss? Well, obviously, you know, our, our start wasn't a good one. Uh, you know, Ottawa was definitely the better team in the first period. Uh, I think, you know, we, the, the game in the first period was a lot more like what we had expected it to be like in the first game uh, in terms of uh, just how Ottawa defended. Um, it was a much different game uh, in terms of the offensive pieces. Uh, a lot harder to get to the neutral zone, a lot harder to get to the net, a lot harder to get off the wall, uh, all things that weren't really the case the first time out. That's what we had prepared for the first game, and then it didn't didn't play out that way. Uh, so I think it took us some time to really adjust. I mean, Ottawa was playing extremely well and, and playing you know to their structure uh, perfectly. Uh, so it took some time for us to stay with that. At the same time, you know, I thought, uh, you know, as we talked to our team about the fact that there was – clear the way the night was going was going it was going to be uh one where you got to earn your offense you got to have patience you got to keep your structure uh and i thought we did that for the most part i didn't like the goal that we gave up and thought that was a time where we, you know we made it too easy we had three guys going the wrong way and uh puck got in behind us um and there's some other things we definitely want to clean up but there's another one of those games Really close, tight can go either way, and and you got to stay disciplined and committed. We got some good penalty kills. We got a big goal uh, by Kerf, and uh, find a way to get our two points. Next up, we'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Sheldon, what are your thoughts on Hyman, Tavares, and Elander as a line through two games here? You know, and I, I think that they haven't gotten the results, obviously, uh, in terms of it going over the line. But I think as, as we break it down and as even as I went back and watched that first game, uh, a lot of really good things uh, that they were doing in terms of forechecking and earning pucks back. Uh, John definitely had some great opportunities today. It didn't fall for him. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've liked what I've, what I've seen from it. Obviously, we, you know, we know what Himes can bring to any line that he's on. Uh, he just, just stays the same. But I think uh, – you know, through these two games, despite not getting the results, uh, those guys have, have done a good job, and it's just a matter of time before it falls. Next up, we'll go to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve. Tony, you kind of sort of answered this in the last question, but you chose to start Tavares and Nylander, and you played them more tonight than I think they have at almost any time this season. Um, was that as a result of how they were playing, or was that something you came in predetermined with? A little bit of both, Steve. I mean, we, we started, you know, uh, you know, we've been going a lot with the Matthews line to start every game uh, the last little while, and certainly those guys are rolling. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we usually we kind of bounce around between between Austin and John uh, in terms of who starts and uh, looked at the, the, the matchup on the uh, Ottawa side to start the game and uh, decided to go that way. And I thought those guys had good legs and, uh, you know, it's uh, I have a role to play uh, to get to get those guys going and, and give them the opportunities to you know to you know to get rolling as a line. And last two here, we'll go to Dave McCarthy, NHL.com. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Sheldon. Um, just uh, wondering um, on uh, uh, you know what? Sorry, Kai, totally blanked. Come, uh, don't even worry. My bad. Sorry, totally blank. <laughs> All good, Dave. We'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Sean, can you just uh, talk about Joe Thornton's oh. role uh, going to the net uh, tonight? Uh, a couple of disallowed goals, but on the third one, he uh, he cleared the track for Kerfoot. Yeah, it's a, it's that's a, a big part of, of what he does. 
you see the difference it makes today. Like, I mean, you know, two, two don't, uh, two get called back, but he's right there doing all the right things uh, and stays with it. Uh, finally, you know, doesn't go, you know, go in for him, but uh, as you say, he clears the way and, and Kerf puts it in for us. It's, it's a difference in the hockey game. So it's, you know, some of those small uh, details that, that end up, uh, you know, um, making the difference. So it was good, not just for him, but just for our whole team. I mean, it's such a tight game, tough to generate offense. You get two goals that are called back on you. Uh, I really liked how our team responded to those. Just didn't get rattled, didn't get phased. Uh, obviously, we looked at it, you know, and, and made the determinations not to challenge either because I thought they were pretty pretty cut and dry. And, and, you know, we've studied a lot of these different scenarios and how the calls go historically and didn't feel like either was going to, was going to have a good chance of being overturned. So we just went with it and, and uh, I thought our guys just kept playing and uh, you know, finally the bounce goes our way at the end. Thank and you. last one here, back to Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Sheldon, sorry about that. No, I was just uh, going to ask uh, Joe a moment ago said that, uh, he feels that Austin should be in consideration for not only the uh, the Hart Trophy, but the Selkie Trophy, the way he's played through the first quarter of the year. The offense obviously goes without saying, but do you feel Austin's game uh, without the puck defensively um, is at that level right now? I, I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, first of all, it's early in the season, and I think it's silly to have such conversations, but I, I, I think it's pretty obvious if you're watching the games and you're paying attention that, Austin is, uh, has been dominant in all regards on the ice, offensively, defensively. Our team has improved a lot uh, defensively for sure. And I think both Austin and John as our top two centers have led the way there. All right. So there you have it. Sheldon Keefe, uh, the question about John Tavares and William Nylander really stood out for me. I don't know why, but. Yeah. You know, and uh, Steve Simmons of the Toronto Sun had the controversial, uh, in some people thought, front page. But, you know, good on Sheldon answering the question because it's not personal. And he just said, yeah, you know what? It was a little bit of both. I uh, wanted to send a message about uh, all is good here and that. And uh, so a little bit intentional, but also reactive that it played well enough. And the other one about uh, Austin Matthews. And I know he says it's uh, as a co- as a coach, that's understandable. Okay, you shouldn't be having conversations now, but fans do. And I love that's Joe Thornton. He's going to fit, you know, he's going to like fan the flames. Basically, he's saying, yeah, this guy's kicking ass as a defensive player too. And he merits Selkie Trophy conversation. So that's the part I like about Joe. He's not all that serious and he'll throw those things out there. Team guy, no doubt about that, Gord. It's going to be like deja vu all over again, 6.30. Thursday night, Sportsnet Radio Network. We have Leafs Nation pregame for the Leafs and the Senators, Gordo. Yeah, and apparently decisions made one second before <laughs> puck drop. I don't, know, that? I don't know if that includes the goaltender or not, but Sheldon Keefe, yeah, there's some changes, but very close to the vest, so you'll find out here first. Buckle up, Hutch Nasty. I can't wait for that start. Many thanks to Bruce Boudreau, Sam McKee, Danielle Furtado, and Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Don't forget, Sportsnet tonight with Brent Gunning and Andy McNamara is coming up. The Leafs win it 2-1 against the Ottawa Senators.